0: November 24 or 2022. My name is Jimmy Van, and this is KYN Live. My guest apparently really likes cheese baskets. He thinks we're all filthy, naughty, illegal streamers and he uses an alarm to wake up at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Must be nice. He covers combat sports and pro wrestling for CBS Sports and he's an interviewer for ET Canada. This is Shaquille Majuri.
1: Shaq, how are you, man? Good, Jimmy. I can I can tell you've done an abundance of research. So you're only scratching the surface of my worst qualities, but I'm glad it's starting to get through to the audience.
0: Just just the surface, yeah. I want to tell everybody this was a, sh- a shit show getting this going today. Technical difficulties all over the place. That's why I currently look like the guy from Beetlejuice when they sprinkle the the stuff over his head. That's what I look like right now. Shaq looks like Andre the Giant.
1: Yeah, I got the neck beard going, so you can tell it's been a busy week.
0: Yeah, tech
1: issues, but we're going to get through it because uh,
0: that's what we do. And thanks for filling in. American Thanksgiving today, Americans are basically, like, gone for four days. Gone. You
1: know what I mean? It's a way bigger deal down there.
0: It's not even close. It's not even close. Like, with all due respect, and I can say this because a lot of them are, are my friends, they just want to eat and play and watch football. That's all. They don't give a shit about we're so thankful for the, the – no. Eat and play f- and watch football. That's basically what it's all about for them. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to KYN7, seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, or weird. I'm going to get your reactions, and I'll ask you questions along the way. Shaq said to me, do I need to prep for this? And I said, just bring your sense of humor. And he said, oh, you're in trouble now. Yeah. So are better or for worse. <laughs> We'll find out, I guess. Well, I think that you're going to be perfect for this because I can, I can feel it, you know. You're going to be good. Uh, guys, get into Super Chats if you want to get your question or statement read on the air. And if you don't want to donate through YouTube or if you can't catch the show live, go to KYNchat.com, leave a contribution anytime you want, and we'll read your question or statement on the air. And Shaq, I say this every single week. It is stunning how many stupid news stories exist in this world. And I always have to like try to whittle down to seven. Yeah. Oh. Be- there's so many and they they're real i vet them and uh and i got seven good ones so are you ready to go
1: yeah for my reddit perusers uh r slash not the onion <laughs> is my favorite subreddit like we've gotten to the point where it's not just parody news life is the parody right so i'm stoked let's dig into it
0: yeah and i'm, I'm not going to promote a competitive reddit gonna stick with knowyournews.com let's go with story number seven uh, reported by wcax news three Okay, all i got to say for this one is America. That's it, Shaq. So, police in South Burlington, Vermont, they asked the public for help identifying a man that they saw in a mall parking lot, and he was carrying two swords and a gun. Security guards, they spotted him on surveillance, and officers rushed to the scene, but they weren't able to find him. So, the guy ended up contacting the police because his picture showed up in the media from the parking lot, so he contacted the police. Uh, Shaq, what happened
1: next? Ooh, ooh! there's a lot of ways. It's like a choose your own adventure. Okay. <laughs> um, with, the, with, with the ridiculous rate that people are getting swatted in their own homes, I want to say this good Samaritan did not luck out with the police. So
0: basically what happened was he had just bought that stuff at the mall and he was only in the parking lot because he was getting ready to go home. <laughs> That's all it was. We have a picture of him that they actually put on the news. Check this out. They put that picture of him on the news. So he bought those swords at a store in the mall. That gun is actually a BB gun that looks like a pistol. He bought that at the mall. A store employee confirmed that he got that at the mall. And that is it. That's it. He didn't do shit. He wasn't looking to like kill anybody. Yeah. That's all he did. But the world's on high alert now so that's what happened that's what happened man what what happened to surveillance? like where's the store surveillance where's the mall surveillance what kind of a bow bunk mall is this shack
1: the the shocking thing to me and i guess you know i get to be up here in canada sort of throwing stones but it's like when you can walk into a walmart and purchase yourself a weapon this is this is where we're choosing to sort of do our due diligence and be extra vigilant here i mean Granted, those BB guns look pretty authentic these days. In fact, it's gotten to the point where even when I, like, see one of those, um, uh, what are those ones you get at the dollar store? You put the little firecrackers in them and light them off. Uh-huh. Those things rule. Those things rule. And I always <laughs> want to get one, but I I, I can't. I'm a grown man. Uh-huh. I've got the neck beard in full effect. And I'm. Be- this is the other issue. The guy, if he walked in there, groomed up a bit, maybe a little hair gel, put on a nice shirt, I don't think we'd be having the same conversation but-
0: Maybe, maybe. Uh, so you, you think they're selected based on aesthetics?
1: I, I, I want to be careful with, uh, <laughs> with, 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 with how I paint people. And let me just say, he does not look like, uh, he did not come in with the, with the, with the uh, he did not come in looking his sharpest grabbing those batons, So All right, fair enough.
0: Well, every story that I do, I always want to ask a question that's somehow related to it. And so here's the question that I'm going to ask you. Have you ever been accused of doing anything where you were able to successfully prove your innocence? And it could be anything plagiarism. It could be I don't know if you have a sibling. Maybe you like took a candy bar that was theirs. Has there any time when you were accused of doing something and you proved your innocence?
1: Uh, Okay, so I want to clarify the nature of this question. Was I really innocent or did I navigate my (laughs) way around the crime that I may have committed?
0: Okay, you know what? Either sounds like a great story, okay. so I'll go with either one.
1: So uh, I have I, I make it a point. I have my full license. I am legally allowed to drive with a you know as long as I'm under the uh, the guidelines for blood alcohol level. But as a rule of thumb, as a rule of thumb, I know that if I ever say I've had a single drink, even hours before, and I get to a roadblock. They're going to ask you to step out of your car. They're going to do this whole thing. And I'm not really a fan of it. So I always have, anytime, if I've had one drink over the course of an evening and I'm driving home, I always have some sort of decoy in my car. When I had knee surgery, I put the crutches in the car. So the officer asks, Do you have anything to drink tonight? I'd say, oh, man, you know, it's not really fun to party on one leg. Or when I went over to my friend's house and I had the PlayStation with me, I put it to the front and I say, oh, we were just having a gaming night. And he says, oh, that sounds like a nice sober time. So always have something. Now, if, if you've if you, if you, if you had too much to drink, please do not drive. But if you want to save yourself 10, 15 minutes with the officer who's just trying to do their job, just put have, have something prepared. You always got to have a story ready. You know what I mean?
0: So what good Canadian Shaq just said, Is that if you're ever looking for a way out of having a conversation about how much you had to drink just put something on the side seat as a distraction lead the conversation in that direction and then maybe you can get on your way that's Uh, basically what he just said
1: okay in my defense from (laughs) at least from what i've been told by friends in the legal system those roadblocks are not ethical you can't just stop someone for no cause but they set them up and i think it's a society we generally agree that you know it's better to keep Drunk drivers off the road. So we all comply. All I'm saying is I'm not drunk driving. I'm trying to get home. Why not make my life a little bit easier?
0: Gotcha. I mean, if you had a pint, not the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? If you had a pint. But I'm just going to leave it at that and move on to story number six. So story number six reported by Lad Bible, There's a company in Bulgaria and they have created a product that is supposedly for single people to provide them with emotional support and comfort. Shaq, any idea what this product is that they created for single people to get uh, emotional support?
1: Ooh, all right. Uh, is, it, is it physically tangible? Is it, is it physically, can I touch it?
0: Yes, you can touch
1: it. Oh, that actually makes sense. <laughs> uh Ooh. Is it, can I, can I get three hints here?
0: Oh man, is this a game show? Okay, fine, go yeah. ahead.
1: Okay, so you can touch it. Uh, is it designed to mimic a living thing?
0: Uh, sort of. Oh. Sort of.
1: It must be so obscure. thing. The, 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 the trickery here is you, you, you're not going to put this. It's not going to be like some sort of body pillows. And I also don't know what the rating for this show is. I'm trying to mind. Oh, you can say whatever you ideas. want. Yeah, you can
0: say whatever you want.
1: I just, I, I want to put it out there that I was far too young to capitalize on this, but the idea of like a USB intimacy toy crossed my mind years before it ever came into development. But Is I don't that think right? that's where I, I I'm what, was, I got, was, I don't the, was to,
0: that, was that one of these personal desire type things? I wish I had this.
1: It just, it just made sense. Me. <laughs> it just made long distance relationship, right? You still want to be able to foster healthy, too kids much information, too much information. So. <laughs> Back in, it, I don't know man. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh man.
0: All right. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going is it a what? Is it a cat? <laughs> it is a human sized emotional support teddy bear. Check out these pictures of this thing
1: whoa that, they that's... call
0: it the loving bear puffy It's five oh, cool. foot seven inches tall weighs about seven pounds it's shaped like a human male but it has the head of a teddy bear which is kind of weird it Ooh. can wear size large to XL clothing but they ship it naked so you know you can you can dress it however way you want i don't know man how successful do you think a teddy bear with a human body would be in getting people through those lonely night shack
1: Okay, I, I don't want to judge, but <laughs> I feel like the model they used for that teddy bear is not an accurate reflection of the people who are probably using this product. Uh-huh. Um, oh, is that right?
0: So you don't think a beautiful young woman is probably buying the uh, the grown whatever that, that thing is you know, teddy if, bear? If, she, if
1: she's focusing on me time and you know has no <laughs> t- patience for the men and just still wants that support, I get it. But I feel like there's enough suitors out there for snuggle time that she's probably not... As in desperate need of this is someone like me and my neck beard might be um yeah that's weird it's it's a little too lifelike The teddy bear head i'm cool with it's it's the feet the feet the feet kind of freaked me out it's got
0: hands and everything it's
1: got, yeah, no. um, it yeah i know um listen if it gets you through the day it gets you through the day i don't want to tell you how to have an abundant and full life um, sure, teach I, his own. Yeah. I just feel like a body pillow can accomplish the same effect without I don't want you re, I don't want you replacing human connection for teddy bears. You know what I mean? Maybe get something that reminds you that this isn't a person because if you close your if you just if you don't look at the head and you just look down, you might convince yourself after a while that yeah, I'm I'm totally in this consensual loving relationship with a person in my bed right now.
0: So aside from the thing you talked about earlier, some USB pleasure toy that you had an idea for. Aside from that, now that you're an adult, do you have a stuffy or another object that you turn to for emotional support? Uh,
1: Yes, my fiance and my dog. Um, There are stuffed animals in the room. I do have my childhood teddy bear. It doesn't often accompany me. Uh, The thing that drives my fiance nuts is I have a weird pillow obsession. I like one obviously behind my head. I like one under my legs for back support. I like to have one to cover my face with in case it's bright. So at all times, yeah, there's like at least three pillows on the bed. And sometimes, you know, my fiance, I'm a heat conductor. So sometimes she's looking for like a little body regulation and she's trying to swim through pillows that have sort of been dispersed across the bed trying to reach me.
0: Fascinating. So you like to sleep with less oxygen than you might need? You got a pillow over your face.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's like an evolutionary thing where I used to always sleep with the TV on, so I need something to block out the light. And at this point, I just can't. It's probably not good for your neck.
0: You know, they make just like a shade thing that you can just wear over your eyes, so you don't have to put a pillow over your face. You gotta take
1: it off. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we, <laughs> we all have our weird childhood comforts, that, uh, for better or worse, sort of follow us into adulthood. <laughs>
0: All right, reminder, guys, get in your super chest. have your question or statement right on the air, or go to kynchat.com, leave a contribution at any time, and we'll read your question or statement on the next show. All right, story number five. I'll wait till you get the visual of this one. Reported by India.com. So a video has gone viral of a man's morning routine getting his children to school. Shaq, what is so unique about the video that went viral?
1: Man... It, 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 listen, I suck at trivia. Does anyone ever get these right? I just yeah, to to, sometimes I they so do. Right. Yeah. Now, granted, I
0: try to find stuff that's absolutely absurd and outlandish.
1: Okay. Well, then let's just let's just shoot for the stars here. Um, he. How many kids?
0: Uh. If I tell you that, that's kind of part of the fun of the uh, answer.
1: Okay. You know. I want. I want, I want to say he. All, all the kids ride on his back and he crawls on all fours to school.
0: You're very close. He has got nine kids and takes them to school on a bike. Check out this video courtesy of Jakey Yadev on Twitter. Look at this. Whoa. So oh. look at that. That is an accident waiting to happen. He's got a little one. See the little one there on the front. Then he's got the one on the front's maybe what three maybe and then he's got one standing up there behind them maybe four years like look at this that's an accident waiting to happen, but it's also creative. What do you think? Do you consider that creative? Do you consider it stupid? It's probably out of necessity,
1: right? So that's what I was going to say. If anything, I want to commend that father for making sure that his kids are getting (laughs) the education he needs. Now, if some brain trauma comes with that, you know, it means to an end, you can't really be helped. Uh, If you can afford to maybe get a second bike, a third bike down the line, you could kind of convoy, spread out the love, get some of the older kids to help. But, uh, Yeah man, those soon enough, those children will be in school learning how not to ride a bike, so
0: possible. I mean it's yeah, like you said, I mean he's probably doing what he has to do. You think maybe he could just hitch anything with wheels to the back of that thing? Like anything with wheels? Maybe borrow a cow or something? I don't know. I'm just trying to help the guy out a little bit. So here here's my question for you. Have you have you ever been crammed into a small space with too many damn people?
1: Hmm. To a question. Oh, uh, miserably. Uh, we, as a kid, I'd like to like tuck into the corner between couches and just be off my own little world. But as an adult, uh, we were on our way to a music festival. My friend, who was supposed to drive, uh, her car broke down, and so she had to borrow her dad's. Now, this thing was rather snug, and there were five of us in one car with enough camping supplies and food to last five uh, to last three days. So. No one's feet were touching the ground. Our knees were all up in our chest the whole time. I mean, we're one car accident away from just like combining our bottom and top halves together. Uh, I will say that was a a test of friendship because I already get car sick. I already don't like being in small spaces for long periods of time. I don't like other people for long periods of time. And there was just, there was no room. Um, if there was ever a test of enduring friendship, it was eight hours without your feet touching the floor of the car.
0: Fascinating, and you got through. Are you still friends with these people today?
1: For the most part, yeah.
0: <laughs> Did that sure. ride have anything to do with changing anything?
1: There are probably patterns that emerged <laughs> later on. I, you know, yeah. I'd like to think of, we uh-huh. often think of friendships as either you are or you're not. But i like to think of it sort of as a scale. Sometimes you're more friends with someone. Sometimes you're less friends with someone. I'm with
0: you. I'm with That's you. That's, yeah, that is part of life. That's part of life. All right. Let's move on to story number four. This one was posted on Facebook. All right. You love you, you said you hate it when, you know, you get like a trivia type question. So this is kind of along those lines. So we've done stories on this podcast before, but the Guinness Book of World Records, they got records for everything. I'm talking everything. One was recently broken. Now, I will give you a hint. The one that was broken involves an article of clothing and speed. So my question, Shaq, what do you think this Guinness Book of World Records record was involving an article of clothing and speed?
1: Ooh, okay. The, the, probably like one that exists that comes to mind is how many bras someone can unclip with their teeth.
0: That is, I, I mean, I'm sure it is. Is that a Guinness Book of World Records? And if so, I, how do you know that?
1: I used to read the Guinness Book of <laughs> World Records and I occasionally partake in adult films. So,
0: I'm learning is, a lot about Shaq today. I, Maybe more Jimmy, than I need to. You're
1: telling me you've never you've never perused once in your life?
0: Let me just go, go to really the answer. Is really the hill you're going to die on? So the answer is, The record was for the fastest time to tie three pairs of shoelaces into a bow. And we've got video of the record breaker, courtesy of the Guinness Book of World Records. Check this out. Look at this. The guy's name is Alvaro Martin Mendieta. He's from Spain. He did three pairs, as you see right there, in 9.99 seconds. The previous record was his own record of 11.32 seconds that he set in 2019. I mean, look. All due respect to him. I, I think that if I put in the time and the effort, I could do that too. But I just don't want to. But what are your thoughts on uh, on this one?
1: Uh, you know, you, you're bringing out the toxic side of me, Jimmy. Because I don't want to. Say, if this guy, if this guy is putting in the time and effort, and this is you know what, if this is the highlight of his life and his athletic career, I, who am I to sit here and tell him that it's a meaningless accomplishment? But dude. I don't, the fact that you said I have to beat my own record leads me to believe that you have enough time and enough uh, drive on your hands to be doing something way more valuable with your time than tying shoelaces. Most of us do it every day, and I don't see it being as something that we need to get much more efficient at. Um, it, like, he was so excited. Like, I feel Gosh. bad joking us in this guy. He felt so good about that. <laughs> Who could I mean, possibly care? Who would wake up and say, you know what, I really need to do best of my time tying shoelaces?
0: He found something that he is technically better at than anybody. I guess that's how you look at it. Sean Rossap well, always says,
1: tried, tried Well, to
0: beat it? Sean always says that he always wanted to be the best at something. Sean Rossap always says that. And uh, so for him, you know, wrestling journalism has kind of become the thing. But uh, I'm with you. It's, how many times have you heard of a story? Where you think to yourself, if that person applied that same effort that he applied into that thing, if he applied that into something constructive, he could like do better in life maybe than what he, where he's doing. Maybe yeah. this is, maybe this guy's a multimillionaire and he's retired and so he's just doing this for fun. I mean, I don't know.
1: you know. I regularly tell some of my friends, if you spend half the time you do sabotaging yourself, I don't know, going to the gym, getting a job, you'd be great. Dude, I-, right. I, I, I some of my some you know, some of some of my dear friends live off of uh my and your hard earned taxpayers' money and they're so talented. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, you could be contributing here, but
0: I'm, I'm with you. Okay, now this this next question, I'm almost afraid to ask this one to you. Yeah. But I'm gonna ask anyway, is there anything that you think that you can do faster than anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I-
1: I made you laugh pretty quickly, so
0: uh,
1: I think I think we should leave it there.
0: <laughs> anything? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, anything. Uh, uh,
1: faster than anyone. Uh, walking your
0: dog. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anything.
1: I... Okay, now, I know how you're going to take it, and I, I understand how this sort of leans into a trend, but I just want you to put all that aside for one moment. I can put both my legs behind my head. Really? easily. I can fit my fist in my mouth as you can see i got a big smile going on (laughs) okay
0: let's see the fist in mouth let's see it no under
1: under no circumstance jimmy am i letting that get onto the internet
0: here's what we got to do if if any police officers ever see this and if you're in the british columbia area i know that's a uh, that's broad but if you're in the british columbia area if you see him in the evening time with crutches in the next seat next to him, then here is how you tell him he's going to get off without a ticket. Fist in mouth, all right? That's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to do. All right, final reminders. Get in your Super Chats to get your question or statement run on the air or go to kynchat.com. We'll leave a contribution at any time, and we'll read your question or statement on the next one. It's going by Fast Shack. Let's go with uh, story number three, story number three reported by Canadian Running Magazine. Maybe you heard of this one because it's Canadian Running Magazine, I don't know. So there's a a 50-year-old man out of China, he goes by the name Uncle Chen. He ran a marathon recently and his performance went viral. He finished the race in three hours, 28 minutes, wasn't a spectacular time. He finished 574th overall out of nearly uh, 1,500 runners. So, because his race time wasn't that spectacular, why did his performance go viral?
1: How old is he? 50. Oh, only 50. Man, he must be short a limb. Like, he must be missing a leg. Or maybe he was walking using, using a walker or a cane. There's, he's not upright. As, yeah. as the rest of the runners were, is my best guess here.
0: <laughs> so he's an ape, basically, this guy.
1: No, what happened so, wait, was... Wait, so was he, on all, was, he, was he using his front hands, too?
0: No. So yeah. basically, he was chain-smoking the entire race, and we got picks. Check this out. Look at this guy. If you can see, he's got one in his mouth there. So he apparently smoked an entire pack of cigarettes during that marathon. And it wasn't the first time that he's done this. In both 2018 and 2019, he participated in marathons while smoking the entire time. You know, the first thing I thought of when I saw these pictures, I bet the runners around him must have loved him. Must have loved him, Shaq.
1: Hey, I mean, throw this guy on a box of cigarettes. What a great advocate for smoking more. <laughs> like, it's not it's not effective. I mean, granted, he performed, what, 500 out of how many? 574 out of about 1,500 runners. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do bad considering not the bad. fact that he's blowing his lungs into oblivion. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: basically, basically.
1: Yeah, it, it, this kind of falls in line with the... I don't know if he's trying to prove a point or if he's just needs the smokes, but... I kind of put this in the same box as the shoot lace tying guy. Like, is this really the accomplishment that you want to hang your head on? And how much competition do you really have?
0: You know what I always wonder, and and you being uh, in in Canada, even though it gets colder in Toronto, but you probably have seen this. How many times have you seen somebody when it'll be like 20 below zero Celsius, and they're walking down the sidewalk smoking a
1: cigarette? Shit
0: drives me crazy, but I see it every winter. And I always wonder, like so you're you're sucking in like freezing cold air, but you still feel the need to smoke a cigarette. Maybe this guy has like a similar mentality to that.
1: Certainly. I mean, to your point, you're already, you're, you're already breathing in the bad stuff, so what's a little what's a little frigid <laughs> Oregon destroying ice to go with
0: this, <laughs> Oregon destroying ice. Oregon destroying ice. So, have you ever participated in an athletic contest as an adult? Any kind of athletic competition as an uh,
1: adult? Yeah, I did. I mean, I was probably like 19 at the time, and I did one jujitsu tournament. Really? To sort of, yeah, get it under my belt. And that was fun. Although it wasn't fun. I did okay, but what I found is all the stuff that you're training and doing in class that you enjoy gets thrown out of the window, especially with the white belts, because everyone's so stiff and scared of losing that it's just a lot of waiting around for something to happen. And I have never, they warned me, but after that first round, I couldn't uncurl my fingers because I gripped so tight onto the other person's gi. Yeah, I was like this, and the whole time, instead of prepping for the next round, I was just trying to like gradually, I know what this looks like, I'm trying to gradually (laughs) get my hands stretched out here. I swear, I don't do this on purpose, Jimmy. It's just, it's, it's part of my nature, I guess.
0: In a span Uh, of 25 minutes, we have learned stuff about Shaq, like how to get out of a potential ticket from a police officer. We've learned about an idea he had for a USB toy. We've learned. (laughs) I've learned. So do you still train jiu-jitsu now?
1: Uh, The pandemic kind of put that to a halt. I've been wanting to get back into it uh, for quite a while. There's two things at play. One, it's just nice to have so much extra time. Two, there's so much like maintenance with like you gotta make sure like you wash your ghee after every class right away, hang out to et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I mean I can't say I've always been the best at that, but that's okay. Um the biggest thing, co- pandemic is uh, you know, viruses aside, um, it's really nice not being injured. And like my school was pretty good about keeping it low impact, but inevitably something gets caught and jammed. I've you know, I've 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 I've, I've had knee surgery, I've hurt my shoulder, my arm, uh, you know. Had people's fingers bend the wrong way trying to like move around me. So it's nice not being in pain, but I really like the cardio because I can't just like run on a treadmill. It's too mundane for me. So when I head into my next like cutting season for our bachelor bachelorette party in the spring, I'm going to need to take up something. Maybe I'll go back to jujitsu. Maybe I'll take a boxing because it's, there's a lot more running and jump roping and hitting and pad work. It's not quite as, it's the jujitsu, the the issues is like, you're just, it's all, it's weird stuff. Like I've had my foot get caught in someone's robe and then kind of bend the wrong way. It's hardly ever someone actually hurting you intentionally uh-huh. or being too rough. You just, you're just so entangled that something always kind of gets caught in a weird position. So I'll, I'm going to go back to something in the new year.
0: Interesting, interesting. So basically what you're saying is it's it's more fun watching MMA and watching somebody else get their limb torn off then potentially have it happen to you
1: the, the the activity is a lot of fun but to your point it's it's the pain and the and the misery that follows that uh, isn't <laughs> always worth the investment put gotcha
0: gotcha okay let's go to story number two reported by wreg news and there are some stereotypes in this one so some of this stuff is right out of the simpsons so the fire chief in a place called Marked Tree, Arkansas. It's a town of about 2,200 people. He's a gentleman by the name of Alan Hicks. How appropriate. Alan Hicks. He was recently fired after less than 10 months on the job as fire chief. My question for you, Shaq, what did Alan Hicks do to get fired?
1: Ooh. He hired strippers (laughs) to go up and down the fire pole. Not a bad
0: answer. So the mayor of the town claims that Mr. Hicks was fired for his conduct on Facebook, and here is Mr. Hicks in his own words talking to WREG News. We've got a sound bite. Look at this. Uh, I was holding a chicken, and it had chicken That's the <inaudible> exact words it had on there. There was more. I don't know. I guess, Joel, that's all he got. Oh, there's another video. The other video is, so he says he was fired in part for his conduct for holding up a chicken sand chicken shit, but there's more. He was also apparently fired for his inappropriate use of emojis on Facebook, and again, this is Mr. Hicks uh, explaining in his own words.
1: They're talking about another Facebook post I posted was giving the bird. It was supposed to be in the thumbs up.
0: I just find it funny, but that, that was the fire chief of Mark Tree. I find that awesome. And here's the thing. This wasn't the first time that he was fired as the fire chief of Mark Tree, Arkansas. He was the fire chief a few years ago, got fired then too. Then they rehired him. And now he's saying, I'm going to sue these fuckers, but I also want my job back. So it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. What do you think? Do you think holding a chicken saying chicken shit... Uh, and then posting a middle finger emoji. Do you think that those are grounds for termination if you're the fire chief of a town?
1: It it seems excessive to me. I I guess in a sense, maybe it's sort of a public figure. I I don't know. Like, I don't know how that really affects the quality of his work or impacts negatively the people around him. So I don't know if it's grounds for firing. The IQ on the guy, though, I would take (laughs) into question. And the obsession with the farm animals is a little too on the nose for me
0: <laughs> i mean he is in small town arkansas
1: well pr- yeah
0: he's got the, the plenty ample opportunity and maybe i'm just
1: I'll... saying i'm just saying uh based on what i've heard from uh friends uh who've come from like predominantly white small communities you know generally very uh like religious communities or communities that don't get exposed to a lot of other cultures this seems like this seems like a very small discretion compared to some of the things I heard that go on in places like small town Arkansas. Like if this is as bad as it gets, he's probably the best candidate for the job.
0: Yeah. Maybe the only candidate for the job. I mean, who knows, you know? All right. Big question for you on this shack. Big question. Have you ever been fired from a job? And if so, what did you do?
1: Have I ever been fired from a job? Yes. Yes. I was fired from one job. I was working at a, kind of an upscale uh catering place place in vancouver where they would um they have these barred on the beach events they basically throw on plays at the beach and so these guys would cater a lot of the food for it uh my girlfriend at the time got me the job her dad also worked there and uh when we broke up i noticed her dad went from hey come here let me show you how to chop and plate these to hey go clean the bathroom Oh. And so I started no showing that gig a couple of times and uh, that was the end of that. But let me tell you, I don't even remember the name of the place. You guys kind of (laughs) sucked. I cannot tell you how many times I went and that the dad wasn't even in charge, but I can't tell you the number of times I went to work and I only worked there for like a month. And I saw people crying and yelling at each other like I understand. Things get tense in like a restaurant setting where you've got quick turnovers, but they had all day to prep this catering. I don't know why it was such a high stakes, angry environment, but I guess a uh-huh. food business on whole. I wonder if they were hired by the fire festival. <laughs> Possibly. Kind of
0: sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> the food was good.
1: The food was great. Let I me. Mean, I, I you know I snuck a little bite here and there, but people. You know,
0: uh huh. So you stole food. And you know, showed the job. This is what you're saying.
1: Uh, who does Who doesn't eat a little bit? <laughs> Although I did work at a at a pizza place in a food court once, where the uh, the manager, the franchisee, would go home and uh, sitting at home would watch you from a camera uh, wow. set to a TV. So I I could only skimp so much cheese off the top before. Uh, wow, he did that a, in
0: his spare time. She basically, she did that.
1: She did that in her spare time, and and she made it clear, like she's like, just so you know, I'll be watching. Like, wow, really. really Really weird. I don't know what I expected from a food court pizza place, but uh-huh. I think I had a little bit more expectation for uh, normalcy in the workplace.
0: I wonder if she was also practicing tying shoelaces really fast.
1: I clearly had the time for it, my dear. Yeah. So um, yeah. wow. I did not stop me from skipping cheese off the top, but if more people would send Jimmy, you brought it up. If more people would send me cheese baskets, I might not have to resort to such drastic measures.
0: Okay, note to everybody here, you want to get on Shaq's good side, cheese baskets. That Shout out to help. Ben
1: the Bain Davis, the one person who has ever sent me a cheese basket.
0: All right, it is time for story number one, posted on Twitter. I usually leave the spicy ones for last, uh Shaq. So here we go. There is a self-published author who goes by the name Chuck Tingle. And Chuck Tingle produces ebooks for Amazon about such subjects. As horror and gay romance. Mm-hmm. Typically, the subject matter is very timely and it's in line with whatever is going on in the news at the time in their ebooks, so they can knock them out quick. They got a new book out. It's related to a current news topic. My question for you is what do you think the current news topic is that Chuck Tingle has written a new uh, ebook about?
1: Elon Musk purchases Twitter and turns it into an erotic fanfic haven.
0: I'm a little bit scared that you got that one right. Like maybe you're a subscriber to Chuck Tingle. So the the latest one, the title of it is, and I'm gonna read the whole thing, The Physical Manifestation of Twitter, because you know, liability, Twitter's Rapid Descent into Chaos, Thanks to a Net Management from a Man Baby Edgelord pounds me in the butt. That is the title, and you see the cover on your screen right there. Chuck Tingle's Nailed biggest hits. Chuck Tingle's biggest hits on Amazon. They include *Trans Wizard*, *Harriet Porber*, and *Scary Stories to Tingle Your Butt*. Those are a couple of their biggest titles on Amazon. <laughs> That's
1: pretty good. That's <laughs> so, pretty good.
0: <laughs> how many uh, how many Chuck Tingle ebooks do you have on your Kindle Shack? Uh,
1: can't say I have any, <laughs> though. I'd be lying if I said that my uh, fiance hasn't sort of picked up a couple, like erotic horror e fan uh, books of late weird thing weird thing a dj that i was planning on interviewing is actually name dropped in the book like they the 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 character turns on one of their songs on the radio it's kind of an obscure dj so i'm desperately in hunt to that interview because i want to be the one to read the passage to them
0: fascinating so there's like a real market for this shit like yeah i I don't i don't
1: think i don't think she knew that there was a market for it or that she might be it but apparently it exists
0: Tell her go on Amazon, look up Chuck Tingle. We'll do. Sorry, sorry, sorry sorry to
1: out you, fiance.
0: (laughs) All right, I want to thank our guest, uh, Shaquille Majuri. Shaq, tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you. Uh,
1: I am not, I am not manufacturing USB toys as much as I wish my life circumstances were different. What I am doing. I'm sorry if this just got me fired. Uh, actually, I'll say, but you know what? This is where I'll start. Uh, we'll, we'll start the lowest <laughs> hanging fruit. Fightful Roundtable. Every month, you can catch oh, me over nice. at Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. Fightful hosting a pro wrestling roundtable. We go for an hour live, usually the third or fourth <clears throat> Tuesday of every month, breaking down some of the biggest stories, getting reactions from panelists in the industry, uh, people you're very familiar with. Um, beyond that, day to day, I'm covering a lot of MMA and a, cut, a lot of pro wrestling for CBS Sports. Dropped interviews with Sheamus. Uh, We have one with Mia Yim coming out tomorrow. So you can check all that that out at Shaq Wrestling on YouTube. MMA, Islam Makachev. Steven Wonderboy Thompson is coming up. Shaq MMA on YouTube. Twitter is the best place to follow me. I see my handle right there. Thank you, guys, at Shaq Fu. That's where to follow me if you want to chat, if you have any inquiries, if you want to retweet my stuff shamelessly for me. I'm always grateful. And, yeah, uh, here and there, you might see some interviews on ET Canada, some interviews on EDM.com. But CBS Sports, Shaq Fu, Shaq Wrestling, Shaq MMA, those are the places to be.
0: There you go. That is called cross-promotional brandy. Good for you. That's going to do it for KOAN Live. Tune in next Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern time for more silliness that's totally real. And until then, bye for now.